What's up, people? Welcome to the second episode of Your Spoken Truth Podcast. This episode, I got a special guest with me. Look, this is a good friend of mine. His name is Tyrese. What's up, up y'all? How you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Chilling like a dinner, man. Really? Yes, sir. That's what's up, bro. How you been? How your day been? It's been good, man. Today is what, Friday, so I had like three classes today. Pretty easy. Yeah, I went back home, took me a nap, and had to come support my boy with his podcast. <laughs> Saw the first episode, was killing, loved it, so I want to be a part of it. So, you know. I appreciate you, bro. Got you. Hey, what class you had, though? So I had um, Calculus 2, which is kicking my butt right now, and then Data Management, and then Malware. Okay. So wait, what, what major are you, bro? Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity? Yes, sir. So you be hacking stuff, bro? I'm, we're learning, we're learning, man. We're learning how to hack, so it's, it's exciting to be able to do that. I can't wait to dive more into it, because my the dream is to go to work with the FBI mm-hmm. to be more on the um, digital forensic side of it. So that means, like, I will be focusing more on the electronics of how the criminal um, did the crime or how he's about to do the crime and stuff like that to either stop it or to solve a case that, you know, relates to the crime of the scene. That's what's up, bro. So tell the people, who are you, bro? Like, who am I, man? That's a good question, bro. Uh, well, my name is Tyrese, nicknamed Nuke. That's what my mom gave me. The Nuke came from like a pacifier, man. I don't like telling because it sounds so corny, but that's how that's how she told me. She said that was a brand name, and that's the only thing I would mess with. So that's why she started calling me Nuke. But my name is Nuke or Tyrese. You can call me either one. Um, I was born with NF. Family wanted to talk about this, so um, it's called neurofibromatosis type one, mm-hmm. which means tumors around the tissue, organs, and nerves. Mm-hmm. So um, it's genetic. It's genetic. So my my dad had it on his pituitary gland, which means like it's around his. If I'm, mis- I think it's around his eyes. I think that's where it is because he had he did go blind a little bit for for a certain period of time, but he didn't know about it until he until like his. 40s or 50s so that's where I got it from but mine is more in my orbital area so that's why it's more of a disfigurement mm-hmm. in my left eye but it affects different people um, so some some of you won't, you won't see it on their bodies mostly inside some of it it's, it's outside and inside um, if you ever have time you should research a guy named um, Reggie Bibbs Reggie Bibbs? yeah so he has he has NF2 man and his is like the worst case um, that I've seen before. His leg is like, you know, very big. His his, his eye area is also, um, you know, disfigured and stuff like that. But he's the one that like goes around talking about it more often than, than most people do. Just bring more awareness to it. Mm-hmm. So when you said you grew up, you were born with what is called NF. Mm-hmm. How how did that feel like? How did how, What was it like growing up with something like that? To be honest, it wasn't that hard, man, because my mom, she's always had my back. She always had it. First thing that she did when I finally understood what NF was, was put me in the mirror and told me how handsome I was and smart and intelligent I was and, and things like that. And to this day, every time I look at myself in the mirror, I always hear her voice saying that. And I think because she stayed, um, she put that confidence in me at such a young age. I was able to move throughout life trying to, um, not trying to, be more confident in situations. 
So, I mean, yes, I had my bullies, but the one person that hate me, there was the, pretty much the whole school that loved me, man. I mean, I, I was middle school and high schoolers where, you know, wanted to sit next to me and be my friend and stuff like that. And we're kind of high school and want to be friends in the middle school because we're, we're kind of annoying at that young yeah. age. But, um, but yeah, I was, it, it just didn't really affect me. I, I, I did have to learn how to hang with the steering and stuff like that because it did make me uncomfortable. But then that's when my mom would push me out there telling me to just go, just go explain what happened because most people, a lot of people want to know what happened. It's more of a concern than, than a fear. Mm -hmm. And once people realize like what's going on and stuff like that, then they will be able to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Be able to truly understand, not not look at not look at it like it's oh so hurting and stuff like that. Because it doesn't really bother me and mm -hmm. anything like that. Yes, it's on nerves and stuff like that. So if I do get hit on it, it, it does cause pain and stuff like that. So that's why I can't play too much contact sports and stuff like that are anything too vigorous but other than that it's just it's just there it's just part of me that i just have to learn through it but that's what's up man. like and the fact that you told you said that your mom made like made you mm -hmm. constantly remember like who you are yeah and that that's that means a lot to me because you know in my life bro my mom did the same thing and like, just on a different level she'd yeah. be like because like, i would overthink a lot about a lot of things in my life she like don't you know who you are in christ mm -hmm. And I just started things like that, but moms. Yeah, yeah, you know, to a different level, man. Exactly, bro. Yeah, so. What? Okay, so we talking on that topic. What's the one thing that you would say to your mom right now? What's the one thing I'll say to my mom right now? You know, I know sometimes I kind of, you know, get not, not get on her nerves, but kind of because she knows my potential. Let me say that she knows my potential, and I think I sometimes forget my own potential, and I just be a lollygagging and just not putting my, my best forward and stuff like that. And she gets frustrated with me. And you know, that can, that upsets her because she knows who I am and who she raised. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I can, I just would say, you know, I apologize for not, not pushing myself more than what I'm doing. And just being that type of person that's just easy going. That's like, you know, if something happens, it happens and I just deal with it. Instead of, you know, not trying to make it happen and not trying to trying to get out the way of it instead of trying to get hit by it. Like, you, you see a bus coming, like, you think, I think I could take the take a hit of a bus and you're not knowing the consequences of getting hit by that bus, you know, you're going to probably, you know, be put, put in the hospital and stuff like that. Instead of getting out the way and saving yourself from the type of person that might just be like, I'm just going to stand strong with it. So I just want to apologize to her because sometimes just be like, I'm sorry, mom. You know, I know, I know you see greater in me. And right now I see, I see it in myself too, but sometimes it's, that leap of faith, that's kind of the scary part about it is. And I know you're right behind me, but at the same time, as I grow older, I'm, I want to try to explore things in my own way, but at the same time, I should still want you to have my back and be there for me. And I know you're there for me, but I kind of push you away too much, and I, and I do apologize for that. That's beautiful, man. Because that, that was almost, I, I know you were there for my poetry thing. Yeah. So I, I, I said, like, I'm sorry, how? It was for my dear future self. How I pushed people away. How I, how I, well, what's the thing I said? Um, push people away. Yeah, I mean, can I do it? Yeah, yeah. just figure out what the, the little bits and pieces. Um, let's see. And it's like, like as you're looking at that that poetry, bro. When you were, I know I didn't get to watch you perform live, mm -hmm. but what I read and saw, man, 
You should have won that poetry game, <laughs> hands down, man. Uh, it still hurts, man, because like I said, the person that won, she didn't do it original. That's the hard part about it is like, you know, poets, it takes, sometimes it takes a poet 30 minutes to write a poetry, write their poems. And sometimes it takes them days and weeks because all that pain and all the suffering or sometimes you'd be happy. You can be so happy that you want to write so much that you just have to kind of dense it down. Or it can be so much pain that you just, I just can't write down no more just because it brings too much too much suffering and pain. And then somebody comes along and just takes up work with somebody who wrote something out of their own heart and then they win. That's that's the hurting part about it. So I was kind of disappointed, but I'm just still glad I was able to participate. Mm -hmm. So like, here, here's the part I want to say. So I'm sorry for the dreams I didn't chase, for the friends I pushed away, for the times I abandoned our faith, for the moments of doubt that I couldn't embrace. Dear future me, I know you want to be the man God has ordained us to be, but sometimes my pride gets in my way. Mm. So yeah, that pride, bro. We can we can talk this entire episode about what, that one word, pride. Yeah, man. How has uh pride and just you not like I guess you were saying you sometimes don't see your own potential. Mm. Why is that? Um. I think the older I'm getting now, I feel like I'm comparing myself a little too much to people when it comes to my education. Um, I see people being more, you know, advanced in like in the field of like cybersecurity and stuff like that. But sometimes I might still be a little confused. They're just getting it like that, and, I, and it feels like once I graduate, will I be able to get the job that I desire? Will I be able to move up the corporate ladder? Will I be able to? finally accomplished my dream of being in the um, federal, you know, FBI and stuff like that. So the pride is just like, you know, I want help, but I want to, I want to try to do it myself at the same time because it's the idea that I did it. Like I didn't need no help to do it. I didn't need no, but I didn't need um, nobody, you know, pushing me or like pulling me by a collar or showing me the ways like, okay, I did it by myself. I got here. I got here and I was able to do it. But how my mom always tells me is that you know everybody needs somebody that we didn't we God didn't put us on this earth to be alone, and yeah, that comes that comes with love that comes with friendship and stuff like that it just comes with everything that you know you want somebody to come home to you want somebody to be able to talk to and stuff like that you need somebody in your corner always cheering you on because you, you just want to make sure that you're doing the right thing or you just need that little bit of encouragement at the same time and that makes a lot of sense because you know in my life bro mm. I be sometimes thinking like why have I not ever been in a relationship or why do I feel so lonely at times and you, you said the exact same thing Every, everybody wants to come home to someone like, oh you're doing good mm -hmm. keep going like everybody wants that and like you speaking that it really hits home mm -hmm. a little bit bro but man I don't really bro, you got me all, you got me caught <laughs> off guard with that one bro but, jeez, bro. Also, you speak a lot about faith. Mm -hmm. How does faith, what does faith mean to you? Um, let's see, faith means to me, it's like the scriptures say, walk by faith and not by sight. You know, it may be contradicting what I just said, but but once I but once I finally think I'd be able to finally get into my faith, because right now I, I can't be honest, I'm not the man of God that I want to be right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I pray on and off. I pray when I need something. I pray when it's convenient for me and stuff like that. I was, you know, I will stay up late or and then, you know, have only time enough to brush my teeth, wash my face, put my clothes on, and head out. I head out without giving God his time. And he has done way too much for me. But once I finally think that I finally finally step into the man of God I am, I believe faith is allowing God to direct your path and not not doing your own thing. Like if you, even though you see the target, you see that ball right there. You, if you just go straight, you got it. But God says, I need you to go around and do something. I, I compare like a video game. We all love video games. You, if you had an option, the game began like you can go to the boss battle or you can go, you know, play play the right way. And you choose to go to the boss battle. That's kind of a dangerous way to do it because you don't you don't know your character's powers. You missed all the level ups and all this all these things that can make your character better in life. Until you be able to defeat the boss, and now your your boss is just kicking your character's butt over and over again. But if you decide to go the correct path and go go all throughout the um, game, getting the level ups, the you know making your character bigger and stronger, and figuring out how your character works, then then you finally be able to defeat the boss with ease. And without so um, the point is like when once when I walk by when I finally be able to be able to walk by faith and not by sight, I'll be able to just allow God to direct my path. Even though I see the easier way, if I go around something can be better better my options and better my circumstances to be able to get to my um, destination, if that makes sense. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And so that brings me to the next question. Why do you think it's so hard? To not when we know what's right and we know what the what God has been telling us, why do you think it's so hard not to choose that? I think we're just stubborn. We're just like we're just we you want you want to get do things our way, and it's just if somebody wants to help us, it's just like we're pushing things away. And God is an all all almighty all powerful being, and we He knows everything. And the thing is, the beautiful part about God, He still wants to hear from us, even though He knows what we're thinking, even though He knows what in our heart, He still wants us to pray to Him. And to be able to confess what we need and confess what we want. But it's just, we're just so, I feel like we're just so stubborn. We're just so, we're just so focused on our end goal that we want to find the easiest way to do something and just get it over with without going through the experience. The experience. When I tell you, bro, I I feel, I sometimes trip about that, like, getting to the final destination mm -hmm. and not appreciating the experience mm -hmm. that I'm going through. It, it's different, bro, because, like, I know for me personally, mm -hmm. there's so much stuff I want to do right now, and there's so much, like, career paths I want to go through. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, let me just hit a time machine. Let me, let me yeah. skip five years. Yeah. But what I keep forgetting is me going through the stuff I'm going through right now is part of the experience mm -hmm. that's going to prepare me for those things like you were saying at the video game, like mm -hmm. you get to the boss battle, you don't got nothing. Yeah, you don't got nothing. Exactly. So then, then when, when you gonna get mad at when you die? Yeah. And so it's stuff like that. Let me ask you a question. Would you, if you could build a time machine and go back, would you change anything about anything? <laughs> the correct answer should be no, but I'm not, I'm gonna be humble here. I would, I would. Mm -hmm. I've, I feel like there are things that I did and there's things that could have happened that me now I would have did the different make a made a different decision. So yeah, I that's a good question, bro. Yeah, 
I, I feel like I would. There's, there's some couple things that I know you, we're not supposed to regret things, but there are some things that in my life that I would change. Mm -hmm. For instance, last year, mm -hmm. uh, my freshman year of college, I was with this girl, mm -hmm. and I, sh I knew I shouldn't have been in that room, bro. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. And, yo, so, like, she texted me, and I remember to this day, because, like, that's how much it impacted me. Mm -hmm. She was like, yo, do you just want to watch a movie tonight? And you know what that means, bro. Yeah, yeah. And so, me being the naive and the eager me, they like, I don't want this. Yeah. So, I said, sure, come over. Bro, when I tell you, I should have not engaged, because you know what happened. Mm -hmm. And after that happened, about four months, literally, when I tell you four months, mm -hmm. I am tripping. Every day I'm like in this negative headspace. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I should, I feel so guilty. God didn't, when I kind of tell the sexual sin, God tells us to run from it. Mm -hmm. But instead of running from it, I ran towards it. Yeah. And so when I ran towards it and it was not, he didn't, he didn't bring me to that. Now I'm dealing with the consequences of my actions. And that's something I wish I could change to an extent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I flip the question to you, bro. Oh man, that's a good question too, man. Yeah. It's a yes and no question. Like if you did have the opportunity to go back and change things, I would. I mean, I've also gotten the question if I had the opportunity to remove the tumors, what I would. What would you would you do it or not? <sighs> It's a yes and no question with that as well. I want to answer the first one and I'm going to answer the second one as well. I believe everything that we do builds upon what we what we are today. Because and sometimes if we don't do if we don't experience something right uh, right now, we're going to experience it in the future, and we can be at a higher, more powerful state than what we are. When I mean when I mean higher and powerful, I mean like you can be a you can be like your CEO of your own company, or you can be a, a VIP or. Um, um, not a VP, a VP of a company or whatever. You just get, you're in a perfect state of where you are, and the thing that you didn't do in the past can affect you in the future and, and mess you up. So, I'm kind of glad I did experience some things in the past to because it made me who I am today. That I know if I I know that I shouldn't be able, I shouldn't touch it, or I should I should pursue it even more. So it's so I think if I didn't have the opportunity, no. I would just, I know I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change nothing because it's, it's like who I am, man. Yes, I do have regrets and yes, it does hurt to see because sometimes I get flashbacks like, dang, did I really do that? But at the same time, it's like, okay, I did it, but now I'm, I'm a better person than I am before and I know not to go back and do it or I know, I know to be ready for the next chapter of what, what might happen when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. What's, uh, when you speak of regrets, what is something you do regret that happened in your life? Um, what is something I do regret that happened in my life? Not taking my um, high school journey a little bit more serious. I could have done better in school then, and I could have been more, been at a higher point in my education right now than where I am at this point. So. Um, that's the one thing I do regret. I wish I had taken my, I mean, taking more AP classes and taking the tests to me to be able to pass them and be able to move forward with, with more to be to be able to get those credits towards my university hours and stuff like that. But I just 
played around and was like, no, I'm going to just deal with it later on. So, so I was I was later on the type of person. And I'm still kind of am right now, but it's, it was worse when I was younger. So why do you think that was? Like, what was it? What was causing you to? I was just I'm I'm just a laid back person, man. I just I just felt like the world would wait on me, mm-hmm. and I just had the, all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's a simple answer with that. I feel you, bro. Like, you know that term senioritis, bro. Mm-hmm. I felt that my entire senior year. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell you, I was like that laid back. I was, I almost got truancy in high school because I would go to school. Mm-hmm. and skip to go out you know what I mean yeah. and I I regret it now too because at the same time like what did I learn that year yeah. I didn't learn nothing and there's stuff like that but I also want to talk about that something that happened pretty recently okay okay so I was on snapchat right all right and upon reading snapchat I'm scrolling through the stories okay and the topic of transgender and LGBT pops up. Okay, man. And I see your name <laughs> and I see your responses. Yeah. So I want you to tell me, because I was confused. Essentially, I read your responses, but mm. I didn't know the background. So can you tell us what happened? So I didn't really know the background either, but I saw in a magazine it said um, Men of the Year. And it had um, Kim Kardashian on it with a suit and a tie and a bag of like um, cheese puffs. And somebody said, um, disrespectful. And then another person came, no, she ate that up. And then um, they came back with the with the screenshot of um, Dylan, the, another trans transgender person who's um, male, male and female. I don't know if you didn't know who Dylan was. She was on the can of Bud Light, you know, the whole controversy with Bud Light thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, I don't know, I'm gonna agree with you. She said that, um, the person was she was woman of the year, which to me that's disrespectful to you know women who were you know born a woman you know and lived their whole life as a woman to take that away from them. But there's plenty of women doctors out there, scientists, teachers that could have been women of the year, but we chose to choose somebody that's been transgender. And I was just saying like you know people who are transgender are you know even though they they transition and stuff like that, they're still biologically a male. It goes down to the chromosomes, the DNA and stuff like that. You can you can change the way you look, but at the end of the day, you're still who you got who God created you to be. You still you know you were born a man, you you're gonna die a man. If you were born a woman, you're gonna die a woman and stuff like that. So that, that was the whole controversy about that. And it's just I, I'm not of this. I'm, I'm from this world, but I'm not of the world. Mm. Hey, so, say it again. Bro. <laughs> I'm from this world, man, but I'm not of the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be a victim or be a puppet to every little thing that's happening. I'm not going to be supporting every little thing. Now, let me rephrase what I just said, though. If if you decide to be if you decide to be gay, if you decide to be trans, I'm still going to be your friend. I'm not a discriminative person like that. We're going we're gonna to laugh. We're going to kumbaya. I'm going to invite you to Thanksgiving, the game, and everything like that. We're going to hang out. I'm going to protect you. Because nobody deserves to be treated wrongly. But I'm not going to hold your hand and be walking down like the Pride Parade or stuff like that. Because everybody has disagreements. You know, when it comes to politics, somebody can be a Republican, somebody can be a Democrat. All you, you know, Now that you know that, all you know is we just can't talk about politics in front of each other. Because, you know, get into a heated discussion, it can ruin the friendship. So we all have disagreements, but I don't feel like that should stop somebody from being friends or being in a 
close relationship with somebody. So I like like I said, I will still be your friend, I'll still honor you and respect you. But if you wanna if you wanna discuss it, I'm gonna get my honest opinion that I don't believe God made no mistakes. Mm-hmm. He made he made him he made us in his image. He honestly think he's gonna rush and be like, oop, I put it, oop, I made you into a, a man, you're supposed to be a woman. Oop, I made you into a woman, you're supposed to be a man. No. I just feel like that stems down to something more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a mental thing. Like, what happened in your past that made you think that you're supposed to, you know, be, be that person? Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like if more people go to God and more people start praying and more people stop listening to the world and listening to what God has to say in their heart, then we'll be a perfect generation, man. Because there's a lot of people who have, um, who have finally found God and was like, you know, um, they detransition and stuff like that. And they said, I wish my parents would just have talked to me more or just have put me in front of, you know, God more. Because as soon as I found him, he was able to touch my heart and show me who I really was and stuff like that. And that just brings joy to me. That just more confirmation of, you know, that God doesn't make no mistakes. And it's just, it's just our feelings gets in the way of what God has, has for us. That is very accurate. There is a uh, sermon I was watching at church one day, mm-hmm. and it was talking about one of the biggest misconceptions that we believe Jesus has told us, and one of them was follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And that goes into exactly what you just said. Yeah. Following your heart, the heart that is full of sinful desires, the heart that is full of, I'm not going to follow God today because yeah. it don't feel right to me. Yeah. The heart that makes me want to rob a bank, makes me want to transition Mm -hmm. and stuff like that why are you following your heart and why are you not following jesus Mm, yeah and i that brings me to the question is what do you think is stopping people from fully submitting to god why is there such discontent when it comes to christianity um it's the world man it really is we it's it's fomo fear of missing out we want to be part of a clique so bad that that distracts us from what God has for us. I feel like if somebody will come into a room right now and, and there'd be some Christians in there, atheists and just everybody in between, and he said, whoever's a Christian, stand up, and he had a gun in his hand, many, many Christians wouldn't stand up because they're afraid of what's what would happen to them. Because mm-hmm. the first off, they're scared of what people might think of themselves, what they might, I'm sorry, what people might think of them, how people will react, how, how that would change their life and stuff like that. Um, I'm part of a Bible study and, and, and somebody was asking like what, does it mean I have to stop watching horror movies do I just mean I have to stop going to clubbing and stuff like that and I said you know a lot of people think Christians think oh, we, we're boring we're, we're so boring we only listen to is gospel music we gotta be like oh how you doing sir oh you bumped into me oh just go ahead and just keep on walking yeah I mean no because sometimes you know you, you, be in a, you be driving and somebody cuts you off you want to like, ugh, like, you know, flip them off and be like cussing them out. But it's like, you gotta turn the other cheek sometimes. But, and sometimes, you know, you just gotta, you wanna fight somebody. And that's, and that's just, that's, that's, that's the beauty thing about it. You know, Christians come in all types of ways and stuff like that. It doesn't mean that we have to stop being who we, who we are. Yes and no. It just means what the yes part is that we have to change the way our outlook is. If you know going to the club is tempting, if you know watching horror movies bring in spirits and stuff like that, then you're going to have to let that go. 
if you know the type of music you listen to does something to you, you're gonna have to let that go. Maybe down in the future, you can probably bring that back in you, bring, bring it back, but if it still does something, just let it go completely. If, um, if you know, doing something, if you just, you gotta surround, if you know you have to let go with some friends, that's the hard part about it, letting go of your friends. Cause you've been, they might be your ride or die, they might be this or that, but they're gonna, they're gonna say, oh, you changed and stuff like that. And then that might go in your mind, like, is it a good change or a bad change? They see it as a bad change. But if you talk to a Christian friend, they see it as a good change. So, I feel like it's just it's just the, it's just the world just whispers in our ear louder than what than what God has than what God does. Because I saw a TikTok, somebody said like um, like they they might ask God like, is this girl right for me? And then God they they did like oh how God how we think God might um respond like he does does a whole conversation with us like oh yeah no she's not the right thing person this this and that, and then what God actually says he whispers. And that's it. It's silence. It's silence. It's like, no. And like, what what you said? He might say it again, no. And then like, can you give me a little bit more explanation? Like, why? Like, I mean, she, she's fine. She's beautiful and stuff like that. And then you're waiting for another response. He's he's quiet because he's saying, I said what I said. And that's up to you to be able to accept it or reject it. So with the whisper and the loudness of, of the voices, that it's just, it just kind of just, makes God into like, you know, all the way in the back and, it's, and it just exactly. pushes him away and we just listen to the world, man. Exactly. And that, that makes perfect sense because when like when you look it's so easy to listen to the world and mm -hmm. just put God on the back burner. Bro, because this is something I was gonna I was telling you highlighting to you earlier before the podcast. But the situation with a, a female that I was involved with, yeah. when I tell you Everything looked perfect. I met her. She said, oh, I go to church. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, it means a lot to me. And I liked what I heard. And I asked God, like, if this is something you want from me in my life, keep it there. But if not, Lord God, remove me from it. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> that a lot. But what I did is I would look at the signs and mm -hmm. like, yo, that's not right. She should. She shouldn't have said that to me. Yeah. But I'm like, she's so beautiful, mm -hmm. and I like what we what could have happened. I like mm -hmm. I'm, I like what I wanted, but I chose to ignore her, like ignore what was actually happening. Yeah. And not tell you, bro. The past month, mm -hmm. that one situation has made me not want to talk to God, not want to be with God because mm -hmm. He told me. Yo, she not right for you. Mm -hmm. But I, I chose like, yo, I'm not gonna listen to you, God. And it, it, it hit me in the face. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I just like, and I sit here thinking like, when you, when you say the world is this so loud, but God will whisper, and you really have to listen. Mm -hmm. It is so hard. Yeah. That's why they say take off those earphones. Just when it's when you really want to talk to God, just turn off the lights, close the blinds. Do like a prayer closet. I don't know if you saw War Room before. War Room, what is that? Oh man, I, this is, it's a beautiful gospel movie. Um, it's about um, a woman that's going through marital troubles with her husband, 
and the and and you know being disparted from not not disparted, um, being separate from her child at the same time, and not like physically separate, but just not showing up for her games or not being there for her, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and stuff like that. And she meets this elderly woman who's trying to sell her house because she's also a realtor. And um, the woman sees her, you know, her faith is not as strong as what she needs it to be. But just to fast forward, um, the old woman shows her a closet. It's like a small little area. It has nothing but um, her Bible, um, scriptures on the wall, and like prayer requests and stuff like that. And she says she goes in there, closes the door, and just talks to God. Sometimes she might cry. Sometimes she might scream, cuss. Or sometimes she just might sit there and just be quiet and just let God just speak to her. And so when I, so that's I feel like that's what we need to start doing more as Christians is pushing people, pushing the world away from us and finding our finding our center. Because you know these phones, man, they're a distraction. They it's the whole internet on our phone on our, at the touch of our hand. We can go through. We can do anything that we want on it, good or bad. And if we just need to sometimes just throw it on our bed and just get into our closet or get into a quiet area and just just wait until God hears us and wait until we wait until we hear God, then that's what we need to do. Because some because the more that we just sit there and be quiet, the louder and louder he will become and, and soon he'll be you'll be able to hear him like me, you talking in this room right now. So I recommend watching War Room. I, I, I don't know what it's on right now, but you can probably find it online somewhere for free. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It sounds like a good movie. Yeah, I love I love Christian movies and the War Room, Courageous. That's Chosen. Like, Chosen. It's oh, a good movie, bro. When I, I tell you, a good TV show. My bad. Yeah, when I tell you, man, I have I have never teared up more watching the Chosen versus um than anything, man, because that, that that show was amazing. Have you seen Sound of Freedom? Sound of Freedom, no, I not. Oh man, you gotta watch Sound of Freedom. I gotta watch it, okay. Bro, when I tell you, it's a, the short summary, it's about child child trafficking. Oh, I, oh, I did hear about that stuff on TikTok and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. when I tell you, bro, when you watch it, you will cry. I'm not, I'm gonna keep it but you're gonna all right, cry. All right. But like, it shows just how powerful one man or one person of God can affect somebody's life and mm -hmm. how corrupt and that's not, I don't really care to keep it, how fucked up this society is. Yeah. Because when you see, like, bro, not, I get so passionate about this because you see these eight-year-old girls in like these small countries being raped on a daily basis, taken from their homes, told, oh, you're gonna be a dancer one day, but they're lied to and they're told, and then they're, and then after they're lied to, they're subjected to slavery and rape. When you see the like what's really going on on the backside of society, it makes you really question like, what are we doing here? Like what, what is what is going on? And that's why, that's why I suggest like man, you gotta watch that movie, bro. And that's what that's, I think that's why a lot of people also hate Christianity. Like if God was real, why would He allow so much thing bad things to happen? But my question is, why aren't you, why are you doing nothing um, to prevent those bad things? Ooh. I mean, we have all we have all these millionaires and billionaires, and they choose to build submarines to go watch a Titanic, to watch a sinking ship. Now, don't get me wrong; we don't know if they do things like that because not everybody wants to be put, um, publicized about the things that they do, and that's good. Mm -hmm. I, I I think you should do things with, without being in front of a camera twenty four seven. 
But at some point, you will hear something like, oh, this person did this, this person did that. Look how many people want to go to school but can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Look how many, I mean, look how many things we can stop in this. Um, we have all this land. These billionaires, millionaires, people with all this money have five and six houses that they can't even go, go live at. They have all these mansions that I guarantee you, if I, if I go in that house right now, I can play the ultimate hide and seek and you don't even know nobody's in there. So, I mean, we can't blame God for everything in this world, man, because he has given us the resources, the mindset, the power to be able to prevent things from, from happening. But we just choose to just just pick up our phones, just record, and then be like, well, if I was there, I would do this and that. But you were there, and all you did was just record. Exactly. That's like, we can go deeper and deeper, but I feel like on a basic level, that's why when you see... School fights, what's the first thing people do? Pick up their phone. Pick up their phone. Why don't they stop the fight? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they say, oh, our school has a bad reputation with fighting. But what are you What are you doing? And if that goes into society, like when you say, oh, they just going to pick up the phone and complain. What are you doing to change, like you just said? And I feel like that leads to the next question is stuff like that makes me question why do you why why do you think there is a big problem like what do you what do you think the problem is with Christianity in this world? We're not bold enough with our faith. We wear the cross, we wear the shirts, mm-hmm. we go to church, we play the music, I praise you in the sanctuary, we do all that. We go to Christian camps. That 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 one week, that weekend that we're there, we we're the most holiest and holy people. While we're in church with the most holiest of holy people raising our hands and stuff like that. But as soon as we pull out that parking lot, not even as soon as we pull out the parking lot, we still be in it. And we're still, and we're part back to the worldly things. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're not, we're not bold enough with our faith. And we are, we decide to just be in a shell with it, man. I think, I'm, I might sound like I'm repeating myself, but that's pretty much the only thing that's, that explains it to me. Because I know if I've done it myself, I've, I've, I wear the mask for a two-faced person sometimes. I don't mind saying it because, you know, that's the first part about it. You got to confess who you are. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I might wear the, sometimes I wear the face of a two-faced person. Oh, um, I'm, a, I'm this type of way, but when I'm behind closed doors, I'm this type of way. Or oh, when I'm around this person, I'm this type of way. Or when I'm around that person, I'm this type of way. We should be one person the same way every time. If I'm around you, I should be that strong Christian man um, around you. If I'm around somebody, I'm one of the guys that are lead or somebody um, somebody else on, on this campus, I should be the same person. I shouldn't have to flip a switch on and off to, to fit the dynamics of somebody's atmosphere. Why do you think you, in, in your life personally, why do you put the mask on? Um, I, I did that at first to not make nobody uncomfortable. Because I, I, like, I already have these tumors, man. So what goes in my mind is, are they there for me? Are they are they my friend out of pity um, and just feeling bad for me? Or are they truly my friend? Because um, I think I was, how old was I? I think it was my 16th birthday. Um, I had like a little hotel party. And I had, we had like pizza, games, candy, and all that. And we were driving to the hotel with, with some of my um, friends back then. And I asked them, hey, y'all, what do y'all see when y'all look at me? And because I wanted, I wanted to ask the same mama, I wonder what people look at, look at, 
I wonder what people see when they look at me, like after they got to get to know me, after after years of this experience, and do they still see the tumor? Do they see, you know, the, do they see my happy spirit, my joking spirit, my corny self and stuff like that? So she said, well, why don't you, why don't you ask your friends that are going to come to the um, sleepover, you know, hang the hangout? So I said, okay, I bet. So once, once they came, I said, hey, guys, let me ask y'all a quick question. What do y'all see when y'all look at me? And they were confused. Like They said, what do you mean? I said, do y'all see the tumor? Do y'all see, what do y'all see when y'all look at me? And they said, we just see you, man. Yeah, at first we did see the tumor. It was, we were concerned about it, but once you explained it and once you told us about it, we just left it alone. We, yes, we, yes, we want to make sure that you're good every now and then once we play, like, so sometimes when I play football and stuff like that or wrestle or things like that, but at the end of the day, you're still, you're still you. So once once I figured that out, I was like, damn. So I need to really stop taking doing the two face thing because people already see one thing with me. I want them to make sure that that's the only thing they see. But when they look past the tumor, I want them to see the faith filled man that God has created created for this world. Because I have a cross to carry. We all have a cross to carry. And if I can't just keep putting it down every every time I'm in a different situation, in a different atmosphere, just to impress somebody. Mm -hmm. So And so I want you to expand a little bit on what you just said. So let's say your time comes mm -hmm. and someone asks, Who is Tyrese? What what's will they say in one sentence that you would like someone to say about you? Repeat the question one more time. I need to think about it. Okay. You passed away. Okay. On your obituary, the question says, who was Tyrese? What would you like people to say about you? And what did Tyrese mean to me? Hmm. I have to, let me just try to put it in that one sentence. Or it could be multiple sentences. Okay. A man of faith who didn't allow no one or nothing or anyone to bring him down, but always brought everybody up. Mm. A man of faith that didn't like what? That didn't let no one or anything bring him down, but always brought everybody up. Always brought. That's powerful, bro. Especially like when you start off with like a man of faith and you brought people up. Okay, so do you feel like you are on that trajectory now? Where that can be said about you. I, I'm the I'm at the part where I, I'm bringing people up. I don't I never tear nobody down because I, I want nobody to tear me down. I had somebody talk about a friend of mine. They was oh, they were just disrespecting her bad man, talking about how she wasn't doing her schoolwork, did this and that. And I was just like, well, man, you don't don't talk about her like that. Just go to her, tell her how you feel. Don't don't talk about her behind her back because I I work with her right now and she's. She's amazing at what she does. Yes, she might not understand something sometimes. Yes, she might be a little bit hyper than usual, but that's that's something that that's something that that might make you uncomfortable. But that's her vibe. That's who she is. So I'm at the I'm at that part. I always bring people up, and I never allow nobody to tear my my self esteem down because I know who I am. I I, I believe I'm the most funniest person in the room sometimes. My, my jokes might not always make you laugh. My jokes might be corny. It might, it might be kind of crazy. But 
I'll, I'll laugh my, my laugh at my own jokes enough to make you laugh. Like, bro, what you laughing at? It wasn't even that funny, but you laughing though, right? And so be like, man, get, get out of here. But the part that I need to start working on is being a man of faith. Man of faith. Yeah, because I, I wear the cross. I, I listen to my gospel. I listen to church and stuff like that. But but like how my mom says the um I I what's the how she says it um. Are, are you listening to me or are you hearing me? <laughs> yeah, are you listening to me or are you hearing me? Because we listen to music, right? Uh -huh. we, we, hear the, we hear the words, sometimes we sing it, we sing it, but and, and we can be doing something and we're just listening to it. It's like in the background. But when you hear somebody, you're digesting what they're saying. Mm. It's two different things. I never understood it until like she explained it to me. I was like, dang, yeah, I, I hear you, Mom. I hear you. So, are you listening? Are you hearing God? Yeah, that's the question. Like, what do you think? I'm listening to him. He's like right behind me, but I'm just walking away. He, he's talking to me. He's trying to get my attention. I feel like he's like throwing little, like little pebbles at me. Like, come on, turn around. I'm right here. I'm right here. Or he's just having his hands open, just walking like just to me. And I'm just what's stopping you? And I'm somewhat in the same boat too when it comes to like other aspects of my life, especially like the future. Like, what's stopping me from trusting God? That's been my my biggest focus this semester is trusting God. I I feel like I have a lack of trust in Him. Yeah. And I get you. I get you. Like, it's a hard question to answer. Oh yes. And you know, I was in a discipleship meeting today. Mm -hmm. And in this meeting, we were talking about what trusting God means. And he asked me, like, what do you think it means to be wise? And I answered it, but he said, what do you really think it means to be wise? He questioned me. Yeah. And he brought me to this verse, Proverbs. I think it's Proverbs 10. Mm -hmm. or I know it's in Proverbs. Yeah. But it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so... How I do I want to phrase this? And then it says, knowledge of the Holy One, and through that there is understanding. And I feel like that summed up my problem. And I don't know about your situation, but do you do you have the fear of God? Oof. doing this feels like I don't how I, I should have said yes so quickly but I do and I don't my fear comes like sometimes when I watch um you know sometimes we watch certain movies and they have like the uh, when when the, when the time Jesus comes down that comes down to earth and stuff like that and you see how everybody's left behind and certain people have gone to heaven and stuff like that and at the end of the movie like damn and he just brings flashbacks, like all the bad things you've done and stuff like that. Like when the time comes, will I be that person that's gonna go up to heaven or be down here? That's when I have a fear of God. Mm -hmm. It's like certain things like just pop up, pop up on your on my for you page when it comes to this, um, TikTok or Instagram or the movies. I watch the things I hear, but other times it's like no, not really, mm -hmm. and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I get it. 
I wanna I wanna have that fear of God twenty four seven. I wanna be that and we need to rephrase what we need to I think we need to explain what the fear of God means too. Oh yeah, I wanted to get into that because I feel like what people misconstrue it as is like, oh, you should be afraid of God mm -hmm. because of what's gonna happen to you. Yeah. It's not what my mom when I asked her this question, my mom pretty made it pretty simple to me. It yeah, it can mean that because God is powerful. Mm -hmm. But it also means like it, would you do that if your mom was standing right next to you? Yeah. That's what the fear of the Lord should be. Yeah. When it comes to, would you watch porn if God was looking right at you? Yeah. And stuff like that. Or just that's, that's, what, it, that's what it should be yeah. defined as fear of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what you believe. Yeah, that's the same thing I was, I was thinking too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's like, it's a hard because it's like it's a hard question to answer. Like, you you know he's here, mm -hmm. and sometimes you question is he actually here? Yeah. And like, it's, 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 it's hard to walk by faith, man. It really is because you want to just see it. You want to see like, like, am I? Is God really there? 